0: Greetings, folks. This is Mason Weaver, your host of The Truth Right Between the Lies. I want to start off by apologizing for not being a regular contributor on this podcast. We've been working diligently trying to prepare a really, really great site for you to get news and information and facts. And as we're going through this artificial made-up crisis and we're seeing the artificially made-up racial tensions in America, I think it's a perfect time to launch or relaunch the truth right between the lies. So welcome to the program, July 7th, 2020, in the middle of this pandemic with a dropping death rate. Racial tension that you only see on TV. Uh, this program is sponsored by Leave the Plantation organization. That's at leavetheplantation.org. It is an organization dedicated to four different Principles, spiritual, political, economical, and cultural. It's a place for your news. Since Drudge has gone to the left, we are going to the right. LethalPlantation.org gives you news and information and videos. We're going to start giving you some classes and notes. We're going to make it easier for you to get your head clear of all the garbage you're hearing on TV. So join us at LethalPlantation.org and get your news from us first. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, uh, but mainly on our site, if you join our site, we will be able to communicate with you once the liberal social media giants take us off the air as they've done before. So join us and we'll we, we get you in touch with the news. Let me give you my little understanding and reflection on what is going on today. I'm an old, old man. I am 70 years old, and I've always paid attention. I have noticed things, I have collected thoughts, I have seen results, and I'm pretty much sure that the garbage we're seeing now, I have seen before. As a matter of fact, it was so long ago I saw this mess in black and white, rioting in the streets to, to, I guess, justify some wrongdoing, some injustice. We're going to burn down our own neighborhoods because the white cops came from their neighborhood to harm us in our neighborhood. So the solution is to burn down your own home. And I want to explain to you guys where that comes from, the concept. Uh, where it comes from is the notion that these are slave quarters. These are not slave ownership. Slaves does not own anything. They have no desire to own anything. So when they would fight back on that plantation, they would fight back by killing Master's cattle, destroying Master's crop, even burning down the huts that Master made for them. It did not belong to them. These people in the ghetto believe that the ghetto belongs to Master. He gives them their food, he gives them their medicine, he gives them the job to do, he gives them direction, he gives them correction. They own anything, they own nothing, they have no ambition, they have no hopes and desires, they just have fellowship. they follow their Master. So occasionally they get tired of being mistreated because you are mistreated on the plantation. They're tired of working sometimes and they get angry at being mistreated and they lash out. But they don't lash out at their elected officials. They don't lash out at citizens of America demanding changes by the electoral ballot. They lash out at master. They think if they destroy his property, he will understand what it means to be a slave and stop destroying them. They believe that if they they continue to put their kids in these game prep schools, and then riot when the kids don't know anything, maybe Master would do better. Uh, they have a demand attitude. They will go out and demand minimum wage, not maximum wage. They will demand low income housing, never high income housing, because a slave does not aspire to be anything but the best slave on the plantation. So I see them rioting, I'm protesting, I'm asking, the obvious question is because I've seen it before. What are you after? How do you identify victory? What is it that black lives matter? I don't call them black lives. I call them black lies. What do they want? What would be victory? They're closing down freeways. They're burning down neighborhoods. They're beating up oppressors. They're trying to take over whole blocks of land. What would be victory for them? It's pretty obvious. Victory for them will be destroying your property, destroying your land, taking over your city and ruling you. They want rulership. They don't want a change. They want to destroy you and put you under their thumb everywhere you go. You don't see them chanting, you know, um, when that gentleman got killed in Atlanta, that same weekend, 100 people were shot in Chicago, four was murdered in Chicago, one city. We know that black lives don't care about black people. We know that Black Lives Matter don't care about the black community. They don't care about the crime rate. They don't care about the drugs. They don't care about, we know that. Because every time we bring it up, they tell us it's not time to talk about that. It's a bad time to talk about that. The cops kill somebody. It's a bad time to talk about that. So it's a bad time to talk about hundreds of black men shot down the streets. But it's a good time to talk about some guy who resisted arrest got shot in Atlanta. No, they have a different agenda and you know it. So, folks, as we as we go through this and we analyze this, that's that's phrase reality. It doesn't exist. Racism in America may exist, but it has no it has no effect. Systematic racism, institutionalized, institutionalized racism, has zero effect. What has an effect is when you send your kids to gang prep schools because you feel trapped in the neighborhood. What has an effect is when you support a political system or a politician for generations who have abused your community and you still give him your loyalty and you get nothing back but drugs, gang rapes, and murders, if you get that and you still support that, you're going to get that. And no more protesting would help, no burning down the neighborhood would help. If you continue to support these poverty pimps who get rich over managing your misery, it will continually to get you misery. The only way out of the ghetto is leave the ghetto, leave the plantation. Do not make the plantation better, do not make the plantation uh, more comfortable. You have to leave where you are. You must change your lifestyle to change your life. But if you're going to stay in the ghetto, one thing you can do to alleviate your own pain, your self-inflicted pain, is snitching on the dudes in your neighborhood, destroying your neighborhood snitches builds communities snitches builds communities tell on that dude who shot that dude you know who it was call the police tell the guy who sold a dope on your corner call the police if you're brave enough and bad enough new black panther party to march down the street with guns in the white neighborhoods why in the heck don't you march down the street in the black neighborhoods if you're trying to protect black men from being killed by police where are you where are you And protecting black men from being killed by each other, stand between them, stand on the gap, talk to these young brothers about reality, talk to them about the the opportunities they have, and encourage them to do the one thing that creates the best peace in the neighborhood. Get married. Marry that woman. Marry her. Marriage is is the single best indicator of prosperity. Marriage. This is why gang members tend to be singled but cops tend to be married. So if you want to change your neighborhood, change the hood, you better change your attitude about marriage or snitch on these dudes, clean up your own mess. Why is it that every problem we have requires white people to do something? Are we illiterate? Are we inferior? The notion that we have to call and beg and demonstrate and protest and scream and holler to white people to treat us better It indicates that we think we are inferior. We have accepted the role of being inferior. We are accepting that our position in life is what we can beg and shout and demand from white people. We are saying that white people have privilege based on the color of their skin. Folks, that is crazy. It is nonsense. No one has privilege based on the color of their skin. If white people were systematically trying to keep you down with someone, please tell me how we know the name, Oprah Winfrey. If white people are trying to keep us down, why do we know the name Obama? Why is it that black people who try to do things tend to do things? You see, I've observed over my 70-year period of time that whatever black people think we can do, in spite of white people not liking it, we are prosperous. White people do not want us playing basketball with them. We dominate White people did not want us playing basketball and football and baseball with them, but we dominate. White people did not want us in the entertainment industry, but we dominate. White folks did not like singing and dancing with black people, but now we dominate. Everything we think we can do, we dominate. So who is it trying to get us not to think, only to have emotional responses to things? Who is that? Because whoever that is, is your enemy. Who wants you to be emotionally involved in your social activities, in your social existence? Who wants you to vote emotionally and not thinking? Who wants you to think that who is telling you that you cannot open a business? Who is telling you that you cannot be married 25, 30 years to this this, this woman? Who is telling you not to go into some social activity that makes your neighborhood safer? Whoever that person is, is your enemy. It is time for black people to stop being the enemy of themselves. It is time for black people to stop being um, uh, this this victim all the time and being angry all the time. Or if you're going to be angry, get angry at the right person. This is Mason. We're going to take a little break right now, and when we get back, we're going to talk about what to do next. This this segment is sponsored by the Revelation Gospel Ministries, Reverend Clarence A. Mason, me, uh, and we are organizing. To gather the Christians together for spiritual teachings and and revelation and motivation, we believe in a couple of things. I'm going to read you our belief systems really quickly here. Uh, We believe in God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all God, all eternal, and all the expression of the true, one true God Almighty. And on our website, we give you the reference, the biblical references, the verses to support these beliefs. Belief number two, we believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the Word of God, from God, is God, and is eternal. The third belief, we believe in the Holy Spirit. He was sent by Jesus, his deity, and the third expression of God in the Trinity. We believe, number four, in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sin, his bodily resurrection, and ascension into heaven. And number five, we believe that Jesus Christ is our high priest, king, and shepherd, now sitting on the right hand of God the Father, where he intercedes on our behalf, and from there he will descend to judge this world and redeem us from it. Number six, or number seven, I'm sorry. We believe in the physical resurrection of the body and eternal life with Christ for those who accept his gift of salvation. Number eight, we believe The Holy Bible is the true word of God, and the people of God should study it and give all an answer to the emptiness of this world. And the last, number nine, we believe that without Jesus Christ, we can do and we are nothing. Those are our beliefs, and every time we do a podcast, I'm going to talk about what we're doing in the Revelation Gospel Ministries, but I want you to know that when you come to a ministry whether it's a church or online study, Bible studies, you should know up front what they believe. That's why I put my beliefs up front in this broadcast and will be up front on our pages. What I believe, it's, in, it's important for you to know, for you to follow us. So join us, folks, on uh, plantation.org, to sponsor of this show and also on our Revelation Gospel Ministries. We will be coordinated with the other page, the Leave the Plantation page. Uh, get your news and understanding. Now, back to the program. Before we end the program, what do we do next? Everyone is tired. Everyone is tired of being, you know, quarantined. And everyone is tired of hearing how racist America is. You're tired. They're trying to wear you out. They want you to be so tired that you will not go to the polls. You'll be too tired and too distracted, too disgusted, and too depressed to go to the polls. Folks, what we must do first, all of us, let's take a collective deep breath. Let's just take a deep breath. We got this, folks. We are looking at this as if it's a big, big, big problem. It is not. Uh, we can solve big problems. We can surely solve this little problem. This particular feeling we're having is that we watch too much TV, we read too many newspapers, we go online too much and debate with fools. It's the reality. As you go around your day day, as you go about your business today and this whole week, look, pay attention. Look around you. You white people, you, you see black folks all day long. You black people, you see white people all day long. And you may be treated badly. It could be because they saw change you. It could be they maybe they argue with you because of how you look, whatever reason, but it's very, very seldom, if ever, racial. It's just human to human. We do not see a racial problem with our eyes. We don't see it, we don't recognize it. It doesn't affect us. But we go home and turn that little black box on, the TV, and we see that we don't like each other. We see the clashes in the streets. Folks, it's the same people. They go from city to city, and the press covers them as if they're a big army. They are not strong. They are not aggressive. They are weak, and they're scared. Every time the cops show up, or even civilians with guns show up, they keep their hands walking because they're cowards. We got this. We've got to remember how you solve this is to vote Republican. How you solve this is to wear your mega hat. How you solve this is to not give them an inch. Now, what I believe is happening right now, I firmly believe that the Justice Department is all over this. You begin to see some arrests now. You begin to see leaders being arrested. I would not be surprised if we found out they have infiltrated these organizations listen to their leadership talking, planning organized crime, planning on burning down arson, planning on robbing people, planning on beating people, planning on destroying property. That's illegal, and it's, it's gangster. And I would not be surprised if you start seeing massive arrests of these leaders. They're already identifying those who cause arson. They're already identifying those who are causing destruction, and they're arresting them, folks. And then I give them a pat on the hand. They're putting them in jail. So I think that we're all over this, and we're going to be all over to the end. If you re-elect Donald Trump, this next administration will destroy these clowns. But we must first re-elect Donald Trump. This is Reverend Clarence Anthony Mason, better known as Mason Weaver. You stay right or you be left. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. God bless you.